not. I was just still showing G. Alright, how's it going fam? It's your boy King Dave here and this is The Fallon Show. We've got a special episode today, man. We've got my bro on today, man. Miles, how's it going, brother? Hey, what's up, my bro? No, good. Thanks for having me. Everything eats fly over there down in Wellytown? Oh, bro, it's eats fly as it can get, you know? It's been raining for the whole week, so it's yeah. Solid, blah blah blah. Um, anyway, so again, this is my boy here, man. Uh, thanks for jumping on. So, um, a bit about Miles here. So, me and him, I uh, actually done a bit of time together. Um, served about around half a year, something like that, together at Port Phillip in Melbourne, maximum security. Um, so we got to know each other pretty well. Um, a bit about Miles. He's originally from New Zealand, um, down in Wainui Omada, is it, my bro? Out uh, Wellytown. Yeah, brother. Yeah. So uh, Miles grew up around there, lived a lot of his life there. Um, eventually made his way over to Australia, where um, he did all sorts of things. Um, unfortunately, he landed himself in uh, prison over there, which is. Uh, we had the unfortunate chance of meeting me, but uh, we made something. <laughs> we made something good happen of it. But um, I, yeah, I so that's too. yeah, so that's pretty much um, my bro here. So um, anyway, how's everything been going down there, my brother? How's life? Yeah, now it's been good, bro. Full on, busy. Like Aren't you've been doing a lot of stuff anyway. out with the with the youth, huh? So, yeah, bro, so about yeah, Miles. So, yeah, Miles is uh, like me. He's um, made a positive change. You know, he's um, kicking goals now in life. Um, he has his own coffee cart. He works with the youth. Um, just, yeah, inspirational, my bro. Keeps me going as well. So, um, I mean, to start off, why don't you break down a bit about your upbringing, bro, about um, where you grew up and... Um... Yeah, so, um, yeah, I grew up in Wainu, Mata, where I lived for 21 years. Um, done all my schooling there, very heavy rugby league and rugby background there. So I guess that's pretty much how I got to express most of myself was all through rugby league um, and rugby, which I had a massive passion for. Um, so yeah, I was massively into my sports and I guess where I grew up was either you played sports or you went the other way. So I was trying to go more towards the sporting side of things. And by other um, way, you mean like crime and prison? Oh, bro. Yeah, crime, drugs, all that. Yeah, I guess where I ended up, but that was in the future, you know? <laughs> so yeah. I done I done okay during the teens. It's quite a good boy back then, and then I um I moved to Melbourne. Um, I moved to Perth first of all. Was there about ten months? Wasn't really me. Moved back to Melbourne, where essentially I wanted to move in the first place. How Spent old were you when you moved at, to Osborne? Uh twenty one G. So I had my twenty first, and then I um, shot over there. Um, I done about I done youth work for about four and a half years in Melbourne, like high risk stuff. With sort oh, of okay. uh, youth anywhere from sort of like five or six onwards to like 18. So it's sort of just before like juvenile or in and out of juvenile, they might come back from two hour care and stuff like that, which was pretty cool. Oh, um, wow. Yep. Yeah, so even though you did that. grow up around um, crime and drugs and things like that, um, that didn't enter your life until later on, was it? Yeah. Oh, look, I'm not going to lie. I've always, you know, I've always, you know, never said to a, never said no to a good time on the weekend every now and again, you know, yeah. um, you know, in moderation sort of thing, but never being heavy or addicted to anything um, other than like, you know, once I was, I'm sorry, when I was playing sports, I became injured. I had three reconstructions on my left shoulder here. So I couldn't play sports and I got into the gym hard out, then health and fitness has always sort of been my saviour. Um, my mental well-being, you know, keeping that positivity, that's sort of where it balances me out. So, yeah. um, over in Melbourne, I ended up getting attacked by one of my clients and I tore the bicep tendon and the uh, bicep off the bone again. Oh, when wow. that happened, yeah, bro, when it happened, I was approved for work cover and um, an operation to have my shoulder repaired, but they ended up declining it. So I ended up being in Australia paying, I think it was paying like two, three, two, four a month uh, for this apartment. And then I was went from like, working full time to like, not being able to work out, couldn't train, dieting was out the window, bro. Couldn't pretty much lose, use my left arm, sorry. Um, would, have been a big shot, this. Big, would have been a big shot to your mental health at the time, wouldn't it? Bro, I got the better of me, Gene. I think I was trying to escape that by, well, obviously I was doing things to make money to pay for the rent. And then it sort of went from me sort of um, breaking my ass to cover bills to like, you know, picking up this addiction out of nowhere, doing that flat stick. That was now the new thing that I was doing. Um, I went from, you know, hustling to pay bills to living quite comfortably in a sense, nothing too outrageous but you know to what i thought was the dream back then anyway yeah. um which then led me to being set up by one of my best mates over there who was from new zealand as well <clears throat> and um yeah 
ended up serving two and a half years where I was uh, fortunate, uh, fortunate enough to meet the bro here. Um, it's pretty cool, Gila. I guess what we talk out of being inside was, I guess, you know, your mind can be where you want it to be. So your body's trapped in jail, but we were always, our mindset was outside of prison, you know, outside of the four walls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, and I think, I think that's why we all sort of gravitated towards each other, you know, like. Oh, it's awesome seeing how just... many boys are doing it as well. You know what I mean? Like yeah, before, yeah. before this was sort of like a taboo thing, you know what I mean? Um, especially with me, you know, if you see one of the boys sort of flip his life around, it was sort of just like a, like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, what's this kind of doing? Yeah, like, yeah. Now, nowadays, it's good? just, um, yeah. nowadays people are relating to prisoners way more. You know what I mean? P people are relating to us and what we've gone through, whereas before there was just no... So it's a lot easier for um for people to make that transition nowadays and also getting supported as well. So yeah, it's not seen as a taboo thing, is it? Uh, changing your life around nowadays. Hundred percent, bro. And there's more support um around the whole um you know changing. Like you said, if you were to you know change around the way we have sort of even like five years, ten years ago, it was sort of like a frowned upon thing. Sort yeah. of like cut cut people off in a way like oh no he's changed he's different now. Yeah, well, frowned on by both sides. Even uh, society would even frown on you for trying to change your life around, which still happens nowadays. But it's just yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm just seeing a bit of a revolution. I think nowadays where people are getting out and people are just saying, "Bro, prison's fucked." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it shouldn't there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I guess you shouldn't. Um... You shouldn't, I guess, hold that perspective over someone's life, over spending a part of their life in jail. You know, they're still human. Mm. So that's cool to see that, I guess, we get that um, acknowledgement these days as opposed to being frowned upon. Yeah, um, so, yeah, anyway, done, done my time inside, um, which changed my whole perspective on life. I guess what I assumed to be the dreams and then what I realised was a dream was not what I was living in. You know, like even just respecting money again, respecting family, friends, um, like my work ethic, you know, I hadn't worked for maybe two years into building up, getting locked up, then doing two and a half years and coming back. There's nearly five years I hadn't worked full-time for, bro. So just coming back out, but having a work ethic from working full-time on side to working outside and working for myself even was a big achievement. And like, you know, even though it's not the coffee cards I'm making a million dollars, it's more or less just knowing that I'm out there just on the grind and not giving up. And then got my baby as well and my family here. So that's pretty cool as well. So doing the dad thing now and, Got the yep. youth group. So, yeah, bro, just, just trying to stay busy and do as much as we can, bro. Um, doing a few things in the community with the youth group, which is pretty cool. Um, essentially, they definitely need it out there. Oh, bro, it's pretty cool. Like, we first started off with, you know, maybe eight boys. We're up to 35 as of our last um, Thursday. We've had 10 well, sessions. Well done, now. bro. Well done. It's cool. It, it's, a, it's a great sense of achievement. Like, you know, when I was that age, I know we definitely didn't open up that way, and especially from winery. Because it's, you know, hard enough, fuck up, don't be a bitch. You know, you're not this, you're not that. So I guess that's, you know, that stigma behind being a man, being who your dad wanted you to be, sort of like, you know, there's all those now underlying issues or sort of like, you know, depression rates or guys not dealing with their emotions, whereas now these boys can come and vent, open up. It's just a safe space for fellas to be themselves, I guess, you know. Oh, and, man, um, well done, you know, bro. Some... 35, uh, 35, man, that's a lot of numbers, bro. They'll, they'll be wrapped up. Bro, it's 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 pretty humbling, you know. It's pretty, it's a bit of a vibe, but it definitely makes us feel good too. Like we, some of the boys don't realize like us going there, they're helping us at the same time because they're actually respecting mm -hmm. what we're doing or it's actually influencing them in the right way. So, you know, it makes our day too, bro. So no, it's pretty cool. Yeah, bro, it's a cycle, isn't it? You know what I mean? Um, yeah, most definitely. Um, like before, you were doing that sort of stuff out your way, brother. Was there many um stuff for youth out there or? Like, what about for you growing up, bro? You growing up out there, was there much to sort of uh, steer you away from that life or aside from sports? Nah, if you weren't if you weren't playing sports and you weren't academically smart, bro, then you were definitely... It was so easy to really live straight. It was easier to do what everyone else was doing than to try make it in sports or, you know... Um, Sad thing with, with New Zealand, isn't it? You know what I mean? If you're not good at sports, bro, man, it's... <laughs> if you ain't got a sports, bro, man, it's going to be a struggle. And, and that's what we're trying to do for the youth group as well as just showing these boys that are quite artistic or they've got vision or they, you know, they know how to rap, whatever it may be, just to follow and pursue those dreams. Like last Thursday, we had a brother, Teddy Y and Regan on, uh, also known as Tricks and Justin Norms, and then coming and having their corridor around, like, you know, just being themselves, being passionate about what you believe in. And if you look at them now, they're now walking billboards in a sense, you know, they get paid yeah. to do this, they'll put this on their page and, 
from what just from being themselves and believing in themselves. So it was cool for them to come in and you know enlighten the boys a little around what their hobbies are and just to stick at what they're doing and just having a bit of faith in themselves. Eh? How do you compare? Um, so uh, so you spend time in Australia, obviously. So how do you compare New Zealand to Australia, brother, to Melbourne? Oh, um, I guess I love the culture here in New Zealand. Um, yep. Very proud to be a white Maori myself. Um, so I love the culture. I love all the yeah. Just I just love all the culture of New Zealand. Um, you know, just all the hills, the greenery, all that sort of stuff. The fresh air. I believe the, mm. the air is a lot fresh air as well. Not as um, yeah. Not as intoxicated as Australia. Um, but then there's the other side of things like you know Australia's got more chances and I guess being a lot more successful in life in a short amount of time. You know the rent well, in Melbourne anyway. The rent the rent there is probably half the price. Um, I've even buzzed out you like coming back uh, like bro on Uber Eats bro I can fucking find like a couple of things and that's it and if you don't order by 7 to 30 everything's closed at Melbourne brother you know with yeah, like a, a bit of a shindig over there brother yeah, know, right. in the morning you still got fucking you know yeah. massive culture shock isn't it like when I came bro, when I is. now I don't notice it because now I've gotten back used to New Zealand so I actually enjoy it here again now but uh, fuck I struggled when I first come back because of things like that you know just like I remember first early shutdowns TV, in the city and, yeah yeah bro yeah, yeah, yeah. just um yeah it's just such a big difference hey eh, for me coming back um even though I moved did, there did about did you get into Hey. Sorry, brother. Yeah, because you've been in. Sorry, um, continue. You've been in Australia most of your life, ain't you? No, nah, well, I went there at, at fourteen, bro. You know what I mean. So I, I spent a chunk there, but um, you know, at least I did. Um, when I came back, at least I had spent my you know time here. Um, compared to other people who just you know haven't yeah, seen so this place at roots. all. Yeah, so you I had still had those to roots, get bro. Away. Yeah, yeah. So even though um, it was hard, and you know the money, bro. You no know, big difference in money. The rent money. Um, man, yeah, you a three bitty house in uh, a three bitty house in uh, Melbourne. It's like, man, you can't even get houses here in the hood that cheap. <laughs> you know, what yeah, I mean? yeah, like, nah, nah, man, nah. even even in the hood here in even in the hood in Auckland, man. I mean, it's expensive as hell, man. Very hard because um, oh, sorry, because Emily's in Melbourne at the moment, and she was um telling me that you know that like for what we've got here, fifteen ish twenty minutes from the city, similar to where we are from the city. Yeah. It's like you know, 400, 350. Yeah. Here we are paying 650. It's like, oh, yeah. the arms are almost semi big. <laughs> like, to, to Australia, or? Yeah. we used to think 350 in Melbourne was expensive, man. And you come back here, yeah, same, same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> anyway, all right, so we'll backtrack a little bit. So, you talked about um, how you went to Melbourne, um, how you even worked with the youth over there, how you were trying to do the righty. Unfortunately, the injuries, being attacked, things like that, ended up um, uh, turning your uh, life into another path of ending up in prison. Um, do you mind sharing about uh, anything at all about why you went to prison, Bobo? Yeah, of course, bro. Um, so, yeah, I was pretty much... Uh, I went from selling most things to then working out sort of what, I guess, was more um, sustainable or easier for me which became methamphetamine um, because obviously I was using it full time. Um, the people that obviously were using sort of work around the clock, 24 hours. So, you know, you can sort of be there when they need them. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things, unless you're doing it, it's pretty hard to not be a part of it. Uh, yeah. you, you know, you can't work around the clock when you're a normal person working at like a nine to five, you know, and you sleep. So yeah. Um, yeah, bro, it was just a terrible, terrible place to be that I experienced probably about a year and a half. Um, and yeah, I just was just doing that full time and, so you were selling, you were an addict at the same time. Yeah, um, bro. Yeah, flat stick, flat stick every day. Like I wouldn't go a day without it. I stopped maybe two or three times for an X amount of days. And then to be able to deal with these people, as well as trying to catch up and sleep and be normal, it just didn't work, bro. So then I was just like, fuck, I guess it's just where I'm at right now in life. Well, how does it um, feel after being up for that long, bro? So when you're on these uh, long benders, I mean, what sort of stuff's going through your head, bro? You know, I mean, can you that, think at all or? Yeah, yeah, that's probably the scary thing, bro. Like, and I, I've spoken to a lot of people about it as well, and they sort of wig out a little bit. Like, I, the more I would be awake or the more I'd stay up, it's just the more I would have less care about things. So I'd be more um, more in tune or more aware of things. Say if you yeah. just you just started day one, whatever, whereas maybe day three, I, I normally didn't do any more than a couple of days, but if, I, if you had those random big ones that you do, beautiful day I just would be really careless so I might have an X amount of stuff on me or money or I might be seeing people out in the open when I shouldn't be 
but I just wouldn't really give a fuck because I didn't care. Whereas most so people, run, I guess, running a bit red hot. Yeah, when people get to that stage, they sort of wig out and don't leave the house or don't want to do things. With I'll do more things, but do them oh. just, just, just fucking yeah, just not giving a fuck, not realizing. But I'll just become yeah, it wasn't good, bro. But um, I think I don't think anything wrong with my head, bro. It was just just heaps of bangers, bro. Heaps of Melbourne bangers and fucking you know, yeah, just just full time parties, penthouse, fucking this and that, casino, you know, down to the crown for a couple of nights. It was just uh, full on, bro, full on. Full on lifestyle, huh? and so Full that ended on, up bro. landing you in prison eventually, though. Eventually, yeah. So what happened is the dude that set me up, bro. He was essentially it was a form of entrapment. He was trying to get me for firearms that I said in the encrypted messaging that we had between each other. That that's not what I do. That's not what I'm about. Blah blah blah. He kept insisting. I was like, no, 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 no. And then one time I happened to be at one of the bros' houses, and he was like, oh, bro, I've got this. Blah blah blah. And I said, oh, yeah, sweet. So then I ended up selling them two firearms, I think in the same day, actually, on two separate occasions. So to your, what, to your bros, bro? Oh, your... Yeah, to my, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, essentially, you know, and, uh, back then it was my bro, yeah. So, yeah, yeah bro. And, and then the worst thing was is when I worked out what he was essentially trying to get me for was more the firearms, obviously with the methamphetamine, but he would have let that drag on for God knows how long until he got the firearms, bro. And then it just happened to be that, thankfully for me, that was only in eight weeks I was holding quarter of a kilo of um of meth and two firearms I was I've had to go on for any longer. And the weird thing was when he was in my presence, he seen me at different hotels. I'd never let people come to my actual address unless I like use and use them. So whenever I met him, like one time he had like he'd done like a few lines of coke. Um it was very weird, bro. Like, I guess undercover. So this was an undercover, but, this was an undercover cop, huh? Yeah, bro. Yeah. So I guess bro, they they they've they got they got their sign off to do whatever they need to do, bro. Like I believe they would go to the ends meet so, and yeah and then he'd he'd seen bigger amounts of things around at the time and all these other bits and pieces but thankfully it was only the heart of evidence or whatever that he actually had that i'd given him um, i was charged for but yeah that's what gave me the five years um on top uh two and a half years in the bottom which was non-parole period so i served two and a half done heaps of programs inside um started facilitating like drug and alcohol programs with clinicians inside which are psychologists and just really got in the healthy path became a peer mentor, bro. I got heaps of stuff approved for the boys and, you know, it gave me like a purpose in there, bro, just to change my life around while I was in there. So when I came out, I was just ready for the outside world, eh? Yeah, nah, 100%, bro. Well done. Um, I mean, I didn't catch you when you ended up doing all of those programs and things, but, um, I mean, how was your time? So, um, what, so, so you were arrested and then um, basically remanded in custody, is it? And then they took you to Port Phillip? Yeah, so, I, so where did they pick you up from, bro? Them. Like, um, did they just grab you from a, your house? Nah, so it was a KFC, bro, in um, the western suburbs. Um, and Kilo, there, there's like a little shop, like, like a mini shop type of thing. Yeah, yeah. And there was maybe like 30 odd cars, and they were all unmarked, like all cars, like Rangies, fucking little golf wagons, like just everything was there. Then there was like one car park or two car parks that were separate. That's why they weren't, they were empty, sorry. And I pulled in there, hopped out, popped my boot open, bro, and then picked up this bag. It was like two days after Christmas, so I had like a bag, and it was wrapped in Christmas wrapping. It was like four ounces in there. And I hopped out, I went to walk across the road, bro, then there was a white panel wagon type thing with like sliding doors. And they both slid open, and then three dudes ran out either side, like full military stats, like, you know, like... So that's the SOGs, like huh? Special yeah, yeah, so these, yeah. So they all had, you know, the Dumb masks on, the that. machine guns. Yeah, bro, they came up with the machine guns, you know, the old lights and stuff, and I was just like, I've just woken up, had a massive... And that was your first storm, experience. You know I mean? That was your first experience like that as well. So you would have known who, who those were with the guns and all of that. Yeah, nah. I knew straight away that dudes I was dealing with weren't on big enough scales to be fucking tr- pulling up with that sort of material. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, was it fucking, wasn't Pablo's cousin, you know what I mean? Um, so I knew straight away, fuck it. At that time, I was maybe, you know, whatever I was doing, I just knew that that was... Well, I just worked it out straight away. So, yeah, I just had my phone in my hand, so I just smashed the screen because of whatever reason. And they're like, if you move again, you know, we will shoot you. And they had me all surrounded. I'm like, well, fuck, I'm clearly not going to run. Like, relax, you know? Mm. So I went to the ground, and they just fucking bashed the fuck out of me. And I remember one of them fucking kind of... I don't know. I felt like it was the guy that I was dealing with. Obviously, he probably wasn't a part of the case um, yeah. then, but because he put his um, boot on my head and my glasses on the ground, bro, and he just kept like rubbing my head into the ground and like the insides of the plastics of your glasses, like this was all like worn off and like could like mm-hmm. cut through my skin in it. Um, 
teeth through the gums, like, bro, they fucked me up, bro. And then um, I, told, I said about my shoulder injury, so when they put my arm behind my back here, they chicken wing me. So then, you know, when they cuff you, then they just pull your elbow, like, back like that. Yeah. And I was just like, fuck. I've been operated on maybe, like, so the operation I was waiting for, I just mm. got the operation, G. About three weeks later, I got arrested. So my arm was still fresh, rehabbing, oh, and it just oh, tore it. Yeah, just, bro. That so, just destroyed the surgery. Yeah, just destroyed, bro. So that's why it's so fucked now. But see, they arrested me. Um, they searched my car there. Uh, went back to the police station. Me and my sister both go, oh, my mine was a no comment. Hers was a partial no comment. Like, she was on, you know. She, thankfully, she had no idea what was going on anyway, but still, you know. Yeah. She knew her, her rights, which was good. Um, they went back, searched the house, took me in there, ran the dogs through, nothing in the house, other than like some like knuckle dusters with like little like fucking switch blades and shit like that. Yeah. Other than that, there was about it, G. Um, and then, yeah, went to, uh, got taken back, got taken to the submarine, G. We all love the submarine. The yellow submarine. So for those that don't know, that's the holding <laughs> yeah, cells. Yeah. That's the holding <laughs> cells underneath the Melbourne magistrates. We all know it well. We all know it well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't want to go there again. Yeah. Yeah. So how, how long not, did they keep you down there for? It's not as enjoyable as a submarine you'd, you'd generally uh, be a part of. Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. How, how long did they keep you down there for? I think I done a, I, I think I done a week, G. I think I was there for a week, and pretty much all you get given is like coffee or tea. But this is some coffee or tea you never want to drink in your life. Yeah, and give, a, give, a, give people a sort of a picture of what the sub is like, bro. So it's not a cell, yeah, is it? It's just uh, it's nah. basically a little dormitory with a whole bunch of prisoners fresh off the street. Um, it's underground. There's no drugs. light and natural lighting. Yeah, yeah, everyone's coming down. There's not just massive lights be. everywhere. You can't sleep. Um, there's six of you in one little room. There's no actual bed. You get given three little cushions about this big. Um, hey, bro, and you're given a sheet yeah. you learn to then wrap that I can tie around so now you're fitted sheet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah. Fold, fold one of them. Fold one of them for the cushion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How's this? Oh, lunch is ready. Two dim sums, frozen and frozen rice. Oh, dim sums, bro. Don't say <laughs> dim sums. Fuck, I'll miss them now, bro. Shit. Fuck off, bro. Oh, we got one tons. We got one tons. We got, yeah. <laughs> oh, we got one tons. Yeah, yeah. Y'all ain't got one we tons getting... in Aussie. Yeah. The yeah, ones well, we were getting were about five years past their expiry. Yeah, so I done about a week there, G, and then fucking got taken to the map, um, which again is like another holding place, but it's now you're in actual cell, so you feel like you're sort of living again. Like, to put into perspective, I felt like I went from a fucking motorhome to the penthouse. Yeah, yeah, G, bro, I was yeah. like, oh, canteen, oh, hey, cordial, fuck noodles, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh man, once you yes. go to prison from the from the courthouse, man, it's uh, it's a bit of an upgrade, ain't it? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> even uh, though it is shit, Phillip. but yeah, then you got uh, some I think I, I think I've done about nine, ten days there after doing laps with everyone in there, which is when you just walk around in a repetitive circle, that's what you really do in jail. Yeah. Um, I was trying to get a grasp on what was going on and you know, feel for people and stuff, and I was real wigged out on trusting anyone because I thought, fuck everyone, they're dog now after being set up, you know, and then I'm um, they were like, oh, MRC, if you go there, like most cunts that go there, like rats or they lag. And then most people that go to um, Port Phillip are like staunch, blah, blah. And everyone that's in for knocks going to bar one time, I was like, I guess I'm going to choose Port Phillip. And then <laughs> when I got there, I was like, I was like, oh, this is real prison, eh? Like, oh, check this old school place out. So I'm not walking, that's where I met this fellow with my bags. Um, you've gone from this place, got cameras everywhere, and it's like brand new pool tables and all that. So just walking into this dungeon y fucking, how old is, how old is Scarborough, gee, like, Oh, I would have been no, around just, since. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, oh, there's no cameras, like, so it's probably been around since pension. Literally, that old school, yeah, bro. And I was like, even that, remember that cage that was hanging from the roof that was above the screws box? Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 To stop I the TVs like, oh, from hitting the screws yeah. box? Yeah. That, that was actually one of the boys. One of the boys actually um, threw off a TV off the tier and chucked it at the offices. And that's why all of those cages at Port Phillip are, are there now. <laughs> <laughs> oh no good no good oh yeah so, yeah, so that was um yeah so that was actually where i met miles so when he came to scarb north um that was where we met um we clicked straight away didn't we but it was good you know um in prison you know when you do see uh well in melbourne anyway when you see another maori or an islander um you know you do say what's up um you ask them if they need anything because races do stick together at, uh, over there that's how it works um especially I mean, our culture our cultures, our next to none, bro, like fucking yeah, bro. unbelievable. The support and love between the bros is just 
Yeah, I mean, I, I remember when you walked in the unit, bro. I spotted you straight away, man. I, I knew you were moldy because I just heard around, you know what I mean, through the grapevine. And then, yeah, as soon as you walked in the unit, I was like, oh, solid, he's, he's over here with me. You know, I was like the only one. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. I remember, oh, so I remember we were actually having dim sums, believe it or not. And um, they were getting the soy sauce. And then you sort of barge through, like, your soy sauce, like, oh, he's a filly. Yeah, all bro. jacked up there, you know. Yeah. Like, oh, big king. Yeah. <laughs> and so then I, have I, picture, I remember, huh? I went into, your, went into your cell and you're like, gee, I've got a doona in there. And I was like, bro, so for those who don't realise, then it's like getting a doona is like, um, yeah, it's scum north. It's scum it. north. There's no getting dunas. There's no dunas. You got these. Well, you can't get them off the. You can't get them off the screws anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you've got these like little like hairy blankets, like those hospital yeah. blankets that everyone hates. So I've been sleeping with those for like a month or two now, and then I get the bros doona, big thick white blanket. Bro, I was like, yeah. lux. <laughs> yeah, yeah nah, so it, my nan and that moldy side yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah now nah, those students were just for the boys brother just for the boys yeah bro <laughs> now that was mad and then yeah for those who don't know this guy used to be what what have you lost bro like 15 20 kilos you reckon bro i've lost like More? 30 30 kilos yeah, bro. yeah, you yeah nah, so yeah, yeah. Nah, i've lost a lot of weight since jail man but yeah try to Healthier though, I'm healthier. I I, I feel oh, healthier, healthier now. Yes. Like one fifteen, but <laughs> from from jail alone. Hard. Dedication. Because I, I quit just, meat, bro. I quit meat. Quit all that you, shit, man. You've so. cleaned up your eating. You're you're pretty organic for your eating and supplementation and all that. Eh? Yeah, supplementation too. Yeah. So um, well, when we were in Scarp North together, bro. I mean, fuck, you carried yourself well in there, brother. I mean, um. Yeah, you, you didn't seem like um, we got along fine. We were training together, running the laps, cutting, cutting the tear together. Um, but I mean, can I ask you how? Like, how was it for you mentally at that time, bro, in Scarb North? You know what I mean? Was it? Um, was it? Were you still trying to cope at all? Um, like I said, you couldn't tell. But you know, how was it for you mentally, bro? In there? Oh, bro, it's quite hard to put into words. Though. Like I think when I came in there, when I seen you boys and they met you, then. Um, you know, like Monty and uh, I think Big Sean was there back then. A few yeah. other faces. Yeah. Um, I remember old Frankie. Are you Frankie? Yeah, bro. Oh, Sean, yeah. Sean oh, with Frank. the dog. Sean, bro. With Sean, the dog. Bro. <laughs> yeah, bro. So, so, Italian so, uh, Yeah, yeah. So yeah. after meeting everybody, we're just like, oh, bro, we're just like a little little family. You know, I was, like, I was actually like, fuck, I did not think it would be. I probably pictured the worst and got ready for that. And then when it wasn't how I expected it, but obviously we saw the worst, still fellas walking around with shivers, still comes getting stabbed, getting got all that sort of stuff in front of your face most days, whatever. But I was prepared for that. I was like, oh, that's obviously how prisoners. But just, I don't know, bro, just, it was, I guess also because I was so substance affected and then once getting clean and like, I couldn't do like one or two push-ups. That's how like fucked it was from yeah. getting arrested and all that. But yeah. to rework everything and sort of stabilize it to an extent, us training twice a day, bro, dieting, yeah. that's just, I really, I really enjoyed it all, bro. Um, all the incentives, like getting a job, you know, then to get a single cell, so you get to live by yourself and have your own, you know, all those little bits and pieces. But like, I actually enjoyed it, and I think I made the most of it, bro. Like, it was the probably the time that was hard for me would have been more or less when um, I come to a sort of cross crossroad, crossroads or cross paths, whatever you call it, where it was like stay to my word or just not. Um, reapplying to stay here um, to have my visa revocation um, revoked, whatever you want to call it, or you know, yeah. returned. So this um, is when, uh, when you were in prison and they revoked your visa. Yeah, bro. So I, originally I was like, okay, I'm gonna sign. I'm gonna be removed. Got a lot of information from the boys, and if you sign it, you still won't get it. Then you'll do your full five years. You know, blah blah blah. Just go home. When I found out I was a 116, I realized like I've actually got one chance to fight it back here. So I guess I could, um, you know, pursue that when I get back. But when my mum and my you know, family and all that came into it and how much they wanted me there, I seen how happy they were in Australia. I was like, fuck, I'm going to for them. So, so then I decided to fight it and then I spent more money or we all spent more money trying to turn all that around. And um, that was just a massive letdown, bro. Like the, we ended up finding a loophole. There's like a 90% chance. I don't think I told you, bro, of me getting my visa overturned. So it was all sweet. Then okay. like four days, four days before uh, appearing through court, through video chat, um, Fucking, I got a call from my lawyer, went up there and then they'd like changed that legislation or some law that they found a loophole on, which like um, now I had no merit or didn't hold any, you know, no. any chance in, in court pretty much because I'd rather be wasting money and going, but we just, and I was just like, 
fuck, I ended up leaving there, went back to the cell, ended up wrecking this fella um, in my, in the fella I was living with as well. Just, oh. I was just, fuck, I couldn't, I couldn't stand this kind anyway, but you know, it's like you tolerate fully and I just yeah. lost it. Gee, I was just like, fuck, this didn't give a fuck anymore. Started, you know, doing shit I shouldn't have done for a little while there. And then I came back into the, the right mind space, but that's probably the time I struggled the most because I, I told my family, don't, it's not a yes until it's yes. It's not a yes until it's signed. It's not a yes until I'm out of here or whatever, or the visas don't turn. Sure enough, bro, like a couple of days beforehand, you know? So, and that just shattered all of their dreams. And so that made me feel even worse. But that's more weight on your shoulders. Yeah. yeah, you feel like you're even more of a letdown now, you know? So yeah. I guess for us, there weren't time, like people, you know, get a, a parole period and go back to their families. They get to go to open camps, which is where there's no security around a jail. Yeah. You get free weights, get all this all these beautiful privileges working back in the community when you're still in jail. We didn't get none of that. So our time's a lot harder than um, people that don't have visas, I guess, you know? Yeah, even when you get out, you got to get, um, if you aren't already a maximum, you got to get taken back to Port Phillip and, you know what I mean, got to get transferred from there to the fucking airport and all that deportation Just kind of a thing, right? Yeah. And then on top of that, we got to get out and do right by society, eh, brother? <laughs> yeah, that's right. And you come back here with nothing, and then they want you to do parole in New Zealand too. So what did yeah. I do here? Oh, after returning your fingers, I oh, return this. Okay. <laughs> yeah, bro, hey, we we, we <laughs> done it though, bro. So hey, big up to us, G. <laughs> hey, so what about um? All right, so it's no secret, bro. You know what I mean? Uh, there is drug use in prison. Um, that's definitely no secret for me and you. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, hey, we, said, we, we, we were always hanging in the cell, bro. So drug use isn't uh, anything new in prison. Um, you know, how did you go with, uh, with the drug use in there, bro? Did you have a habit in there? or i done really well, bro. Like, i done really well. And then I remember uh, you gave me my first bit of um, supple. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So for people that don't know what that is, that's, uh, that's, <laughs> that's butte. So most people yeah, know what that yeah. is, but it is a drug that yeah. is used quite a lot uh, in Australian prisons. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, I gave Miles' first taste. I was a drug yeah. addict. I was a drug addict myself in prison. Um, that's how I got through my time. Um, was doing drugs, um, getting drugs off other prisoners. Um, yeah, just all that sort of stuff. Um, standovers, blah blah blah. But yeah, so I got, yeah, so start about you. Um, it never got to the point where you were a heavy drug user in prison? Oh, so at first, uh, pretty much in that first year, um, I'd done, I'd done a beat, but I think you wanted to maybe with one of the other boys. It just wasn't for me, bro. You, I just didn't yeah. sit well. And um, so I didn't... Oh, I that. didn't start getting into that until after a couple of years, to be honest. Like, the yeah, first, you know I mean? the first so, times yeah. I went to prison and that, I never touched anything. Eh? I just... Yeah. But, just, uh, but like you were saying, so like there's a motto on the side and it's like no matter, you know, no matter what walk of life you come from, whatever, it's like, you know, you're in here doing your time. However you do your time, the partial time is how you do your time. When you come out, everything changes. But while you're in there, do what is necessary to get by, you know. Hey, that's yeah. how we sort of live in EG. So uh, it wasn't until I got to um, Ravenhall, they met the bro Pops, and then, uh, you know, it was just all uphill from there. <laughs> um, yeah, oh, bro, well, so shout out to the bro Pops. Yeah, <laughs> the bro Pops, dude. People are like, dude, yeah. that's one of our Cook Island brothers. Yeah. Um, you know, we do boxing. He's like, if you just put this on the tin foil, you know, it doesn't say, have a, gee, believe me, G, yeah, believe me. Have a, have a little puff on this, G, um, on the tin foil. Well, like, it's magic. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, next minute, just training for fucking three hours. <laughs> <laughs> Muhammad Ali, 20 punch combos, eh? <laughs> How you feeling, G? No, no, Seki, Seki, next minute. Oh, hold on. All good, G? No, no, all good, bro. That's fuck. Should go for another burn and then come back out? Have an iffy in between? Hey, he started having a smoke on it, make it kick in more. Oh, fuck. Yeah, fuck <laughs> so, bro, believe it or not, bro, got me. So I ended up running a habit too. Uh, I reckon I ran it like the last, just on and off for the last sort of year, I'd have like a few weeks on the bupe and off and then, you know, then um, other things would come in, bro. And like you were saying, bro, it was just became a thing where, and it's a luxury inside as well. Um, and saying that it's a luxury, but you've also got to be smart. You've got to have ways to be able to turn a negative uh, urine into a positive and uh, avoid oh, that. Oh, yeah, definitely, is, uh, man. It's, that's um, another story. That's a whole know, art, man. That's a whole I didn't, art. I didn't want to give, I, bro, I wanted to touch base on this, bro, even on like my Instagram, but I didn't want to give the boys up, you know? So, because I don't know if, if you know what I'm saying, yeah, you know, no. like with the, with the maneuvers and stuff, I was like, oh, no, yeah. I can leave that out. But um, 
that's funny because we can relate to that. Bro, bro, hey, but yeah, so there are, there are maneuvers. Like, there are maneuvers. We won't what, go into what they are, but there are maneuvers to beat. But serious, when you pull so. the maneuver, yeah, you, when you walk out of there, you just feel like, um, like I was saying, Andres, when that song plays and mission complete. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you know what's yeah, good. Hey, you know what's yeah, good. Shit, shit. <laughs> yeah, so even though, yeah, even though me and myself, I was the heavy drug user in prison, um, yeah, man, it's tough. You know what I mean? You got to watch out for the screws. You've always got stuff on you. You got to hide it. You know what I mean? You got to, um, you know, people owe money and things got chased that up. Um, when people are bringing in drugs and they haven't told you, then that's just the drama in itself there. So there's always uh, something with the whole drug thing, hey, bro. <laughs> but, but, um... Hey, hey. Do the triple so cheap. Yeah, my But, yeah, so that's a little bit of how people pass the time in prison, um, things like that. But, um, yeah, so, so again, so you've done your time in jail then? Um, in the, towards the end, you ended up utilizing it very well with programs and things like, and like you said, you know, to prepare yourself for, for getting out. Um, how about when you did get released, when you were about to get released, bro, did you ever think you would go back or were you just completely over it? Uh, no, yeah, I was, I was always excited to get out, but you know what it's like when all the boys are doing past their parole period, especially when they're five at ones, like me and the bro here. Yeah. Um, I was sort of had it in my head that well, if, fuck, if everyone else do an extra time, I'm probably going to do an extra year. So I was sort of imagining doing three and a half and then getting deported for like four or six weeks out from me getting my, my due date. Um, I got called into the office, but they said, like, given you've been, um, you've been granted parole, you're going to be deported on the day, 28th of June, 2019, I think. 19, yeah. And I was like, bullshit, fuck off. Got a little mark. Like, What's wrong with me? I don't believe these fellas, man. He's like, oh, you're getting out, GG. Well, you're getting out. It's like, shaky, oh. little man. But then he was emotional. Then I was a bit emotional. I was like, fuck, I don't think I was ready for this, brother. I don't think I was. Um, but we didn't know how to take it. We went back to our cell. We we're all living together in their little six man lodges then. Yep. And we we're all just buzzing out, you know. And then I was even, I was feeling really bad too, because I know a lot of the other boys had done extra years and more time. And here's me, like, you know, just being blessed by doing the right things and also yeah. doing a lot of wrong things, but just not getting caught for the wrong things yeah. and being very fortunate, you know. You don't, get, so you don't go just... to court unless you're caught, brother. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's it, bro. <laughs> so I was very blessed, bro. Very lucky time, G. Like, and the amount of close calls, like, fuck, if I could speak at the most. <laughs> oh, bro. Yeah. Like, remember when I first come to Scarb South and I had to make that follow bail? That was the first time I Yeah, bro. Yeah, and you, you were telling me, yeah, you know, gee, fuck, that was gangster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, oh, hey, oh, yeah. Oh, sweet. <laughs> yeah, I'm on. Yeah, come over for my no, come to mind for me, yo, brother. Uh, yeah, bro, come for a couple, come for a couple, <laughs> bro. Even I remember when I was remember when you got put on the remember when you got put on the Terminators, bro. What, and I was, was, I was telling you how to divert. <laughs> I was telling you how to divert your medication and shit. Oh <laughs> yeah, I was like, no, nah, bro. I was like sweating. I was like, fuck off, bro. Like, gee, brother, straight up put on the side. Da da da. This and that. Oh, came up. Gee. Remember, oh, yeah, I, I, bro, I was the man, bro. Myself, was... oh, you, you could do anything, bro. My, <laughs> my room was number, my room was number one. This guy was like directly across from me, so they go around to the bottom tier and then go upstairs and lock everyone else down. Yeah. So they get locked in, and then I heard this, G G six G, bro. You got any um, got any trimmies? Yeah, like, yeah, bro. Yeah, G. Hey, go to the socky. Yeah. Well, Saturday bro. cruising, hey. Yeah, oh, bro. Yeah. Oh man, but back then the scarf north was on that many pills, bro. Fuck, just getting them off everyone, bro. You, you, you bro, you go around clipping your nuts over here. But it's different with you, though. It's different with the boys. Oh, huh? It's different with the boys. Yeah, nah, we're always exchanging. Sometimes I've got a brain the two hundred kicks me up, so get your hundred yeah, my two. Yeah. But like, yeah. Exchange, <laughs> a trade and exchange, but a trade me. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> oh, oh, good old time. Oh, okay. So, right, so we're going towards um, getting out then. So um, what was it like getting back to New Zealand, bro? Did you have much support? And um, all right, so it's to sort of break this down as well. So Miles is a bit of an influencer. He does have a, a large following on Instagram. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, bro. I said that with a straight oh, face too, brother. 
I said that with a straight face. Look, uh, well, look, I'll say this. If Miles makes the core, things get done. We'll put it that way. <laughs> we'll put it that way. <laughs> nah, but... So, yeah, he does actually have a bit of a following on Instagram. Uh, Miles, Gibbon, uh, Miles Gibbon, definitely give him a follow. Um, keeps the inspirational stuff on the things that he's doing with youth and, um, and all of that, so definitely give him a follow. But, um, like, so how did you go about building that up when you got out and sort of um, building up the coffee carts? Because it all happened quite fast for you, didn't it? Yeah, I was quite lucky, bro. So, like, um, in terms of having many people here for me I guess I always had like you know some childhood friends who have always been like you know my day ones and all you know the, the goodest cunts oh sorry I shouldn't say cunts like females and males so you know um all had my best interest at heart whatever it may be um but one friend in particular which is the bro Tom's family the bro's um locked up at the moment so hope he's doing well in there bro I hope he's not away for too long but um yeah he just just open arms bro like just everything you know I went, I, he just recently got out too, and he was on like um, Home D, bro. So it was like, you know, he was into the sparring, the moving around. So we moved around together, we're trained together, you know, both on that diet buzz. So it was just like going from inside, transitioning to being outside, but still in that same sort of like um, that sort of headspace or that mind space, which is like was good for me to ease back yeah. into things. Most um, definitely. It was also quite strange. I'd like, seen my family every day for like two and a half years, and then coming here and seeing nobody. That was quite hard to adapt to as well. Yeah. But um, I adapted that pretty quickly. Um, what else? Yeah, but I think just obviously I met the Bro Tiddy uh, Trex is also his most people know. Uh, so you, had a lot of good hits. you had a lot of good hits around you that helped you Yeah, transition. bro, yeah. yeah those even I was quite surprised. Hits. I spent um, most of my time off. Even I was quite surprised on how fast you transitioned and everything and how fast you are able to do everything, bro. It was uh, really great to see, Bola. Sure, brother. You know, it, was, it took me... When, in terms of getting back into full-time work, I tried it and I think it was too soon. I think like um, being around like large amounts of people or like people I don't know or trust was weird. Like I could be around any form of criminal inside or not sure to call them criminal, any form of the bros inside. And I wouldn't give a fuck where they came, what they'd done. I just know where I stood with them and we knew where to take things and what was going to happen. Whereas outside, you don't know. So there's a lot of like anxiety or like um, a little bit other than being anxious I don't know what it was but it used to buzz me actually like, I mean when I first started working for one of the bros and then I just said to say oh, I just wasn't really for me bro like realistically when I started asking questions like, oh bro what's the most gangster thing you're skinning gay or yeah. so bro do you want to live it bro shut the fuck up bro. Yeah. you know those those sort yeah. of questions so now ask whatever I wouldn't care but back then I was still a little bit jail minded still had the long hair you know for the boys in there I miss my so, long hair too brother same G. Oh, we gotta do one. We we got yeah, We both had mullets. We both had dogs. Gotta, gotta, gotta leave it in the past. Though, bro. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> um, but nah, bro, I do miss it though. But yeah, G. Then um, on the bro tricks, obviously had a massive following. We've done a couple of skits together, bro. Like we're together most days. So you know, I'm not gonna lie, bro. Like majority of you know my audience today, even though it's a very small audience, would be from the bro. You know, um, yep. like I remember getting to a stage where I was at like. I don't know, I had about 3,000 to begin with, and then all of a sudden I was at like seven or eight. And I was like, bro, like, what am I meant to do, you know? Hey, geez, just be you. I was like, yeah, you reckon? All right. And geez, straight up, I was like, oh, yeah, sweet. Then I'll like, make a video, they send it to my G, what do you reckon? He'll be like, bro, it's your page, G. Everything you do is mean, it's on. Just, G, yeah. just chuck it up, you know? So at first, you know, first coming out in a few months, I got these followers, I'm like, fuck, what do I need to do with this? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, but so nah, that's your deportee now. video that you did, eh? So Miles here done a yeah, video on, uh, on himself getting deported from Australia and they're taking the piss. It's a good laugh, good laugh. Bro, that was actually like only a week or two after me being out as well. I was like fresh, fresh as well. Yeah, we're just bro. joking about it, you know? And yep. then he's actually doing it. Like, yeah. And then, yeah, but that was hard case that video, G. Took us a while. Yeah. Yeah, bro. So it just, it just all sort of grew from there, G. And, um, and then I just obviously... Stuff. Yeah, had a good friend of mine that gave me an opportunity to have my coffee cart um, at one of his book, work sites, which was um, really helpful without him and without time as well, brother. Just just certain people gave me certain opportunities that helped me to get somewhere or see the vision I needed to see to do it. And then it was like, hey, now here you are. You've got to take it the next step, you know? So getting out and working for myself and stuff like that. And Tom was like, bro, you'd be much better working for yourself, too. Like, I know how you feel, blah, blah. I have my own business. This is the reasons why. I don't like to answer the people I've been inside that day, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, bro. And it was quite nerve-wracking, bro. Like, I still remember, to be honest, I didn't really know much of the differences between all the coffees. I was just sort of winging it, you know? Now yeah. I'm a little bit of a master of the art, you know? I've got a few things under my sleeve, bro. But it took mm -hmm. nearly a year, bro. I've been operating for nearly a year now. 
Um, the only blistering courses I've done before getting out would have been when I was inside. Um, <laughs> yeah. Remember that fellow? Yeah, bro. Um, yeah. That, that French fellow, whatever it was, G. Bro, I was mm. only there for the espresso coffees, cuz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fuck so, yeah, so that was a bit of a laugh. But no, nah, yeah, bro. So, yeah, that's just, yeah, that's just been grinding with the coffee cart. Then we started a youth group, which has been going for nearly three months now. Baby's nearly seven months old, bro. Family's happy, bro. Lo- loving the family life. And, um, yeah, bro. Training for wow, a marathon for me and mental health as well, bro. So just trying yeah, so to Yeah, so got a marathon coming up, man. Busy. You got man, you got you're staying busy. Yeah. You're staying busy as fuck. Oh, trying to, bro. I'm not gonna lie. I can still be doing a lot more. I still have a lot of downtime, bro. I'm trying to yeah. start getting into the audio books now and you know, watching a few more podcasts. Oh, yep, so, you know. Yeah, Same bro. Now, yeah. Bro. <laughs> well, I'm waiting for your I'm waiting on your YouTube channel, Bob. It's gonna be dope. Uh, I wish, bro. I wish. I was gonna just do some. Um, I wanted to start doing like some jail talks and just share them on my on my page. I was gonna try to change it up and just share those, but um, yeah, even that, bro. Hard. But even yeah. hard, bro. Like we're saying with our experiences with the urine, there's like there's certain things you can't say. Well, I wouldn't yeah. say, so I wouldn't want to jeopardize anybody. Not that it would get to that extent. You never know, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they like, you know, Miles, Miles, the fucking dog out there telling everyone how we do this and that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. nah, nah. Yeah, nah. We constantly, constantly no, no. Yeah, I mean, constantly no, no. But um, yeah, now nah, so so from there going on and um. Can you sort of um, put a bit more on working with the youth? So you have you have said quite a bit on it, but so who do you work with, bro, with the youth? Um, do you do it with anyone Sorry, else? Bro, or? So, uh, so Dallas Tahuna. Dallas, he's one of my um, one of my childhood best friends. We've been friends since we were like. Oh, know, so oh, so he was a friend from childhood. Oh, yeah, okay. bro. Yes, he's one of my good bros from um, oh, back wow. in the days, and we've both had the same sort of vision. Um, just obviously building the you know, being able to facilitate that and especially because we do it, you know, um, for free as well. Um, we're not getting paid to do it, bro. It's just saying we've always wanted to do it. Both come from a youth ground background, the brothers personal training as well. And um, yeah, we just, you know, we're from two different walks of life. I've got the inside experience and, and I guess my upbringing and other sort of aspects I can sort of, you know, give to the boys and sort of get them to maybe put their like current situation into perspective as to where things can lead to. And, you know, although it seems like a bit of fun now, this is what can happen. Then the bro's got his side of things and, and what he adds to the table. So it's pretty cool, bro. Like, we're completely opposite, but it works, well, you know, yin and yang, I guess you could say. So, yeah, oh, bro. Um, wow. how, how, did they, how did the boys react to it, bro, to the groups? Oh, they love it, bro. They love it, you know. At first, you know, we had the, the pizza stuff for the boys to come along. Where, where are they um, held, sorry, Bubble? Oh, so it's in the winery room library. And oh, okay. um, obviously in the Nui. Um, it's for men. You got to be from Wano. You can live out of Wano as long as you grew up in Wano or you're from there, essentially. Yep. Um, ages 15 to 24, and anyone's welcome to come along as well. So there's no there's no requirements. There's no religious aspects aspects to it. Sorry, it's just you know, if if it's a place that uh, something that you need in your life, then you're more than welcome to participate and come along and see what it's all about. Oh, solid man. Yeah. So the viewers, man, if you're down there, if you're from Wainui, um. Omada, definitely go down there, man. Suss it out, meet Miles. Good camp. Yeah, come down for a yarn. Eh? There's free pizzas as well, so, you know. Yeah, but, uh, oh, free pizzas, bro, I'm, to, I'm not bringing it to the table. There's a few garlic bees over there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's solid, though, man. So, yeah, basically, you know, going from, um, you know, growing up around crime, drugs, you know what I mean, in the hood, you know, then moving to Melbourne, um, Going from penthouse living, um, what what was that like, bro? When you when you were living that party lifestyle, penthouse to penthouse, um, was it was it everything you'd expected it to be? Or yeah, yeah, bro. Like you know, but again, because I was so, um, I was so, I was I had tunnel vision. You know? I guess what I thought, or what I perceived to be the dream, was so far from it. But at the time, you know, I was like, right, it's what this is on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Living the dream, rocking around with my, you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah. So just, yeah, I don't know, bro. Like uh, at the time, like even when I would share the stories, people would find it fascinating. Be like, That's, oh, bro, he's really doing that. He's really have these people over. We're really partying Monday to Sunday. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, bro, you go from this apartment to that apartment. Then my other bros would be in those apartments. So I'd go see them, you know, then, you know, girl mates over there, go see them, see what they're up to. Go back home, take everyone for a party back there. Bro, it was just like that for like literally like a year, bro. Like it was just crazy. Wow, and wow. I guess the... The positives I take from that is like, you know, obviously the life experiences where I never want to be again, where I would never end up again, but also like 
I guess in one year, but I've done enough partying for the rest of my life, bro. So now yeah. I don't really miss it. Like, you can retire now. Getting out. I'm retired, bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was mad first coming back and, you know, just, just drinking with the bros and just, you know, just being around the brothers and being on that buzz again. But even now, like, I, I've only been sober for seven weeks or so, but, yeah, you know, like, I just, it just doesn't phase me anymore, bro. Like, I go out for events and stuff like that or for friends' birthdays, but really, I even try to stay in as even and avoid those if I can, you know. Um, just because you're just on a different path now, bro. I just want to, you know, spend my energy and time wisely rather than feeling hungover or fucking dealing with that sort of stuff. So I guess, you know, I guess it taught me a lot um, after going through that stuff, bro. Fuck. Wow, oh, man. Honestly, though, man, that is awesome, bro. Straight up, man. I'm proud of you, brother. You know what I mean? From our time that we spent together in, in Maxa, you know what I mean? Like, just thinking back. It's cool to it, see where we are now, eh? Oh, bro, proud it's of you. It's crazy too, to think of. It's crazy to uh, think back that there was a time when we couldn't even walk out the door, brother. You know what I mean? Without, exactly. Uh, without, without someone telling us without, that we can. You know what I mean? We can't sorry, even... sorry, Mr. sorry, Mr. Obita. It's not your run out now. <laughs> yeah, man. Right. change sure. the time. Oh, and then man. they're late for the run out. And then they're like five minutes oh, late. Oh, fuck. And, and then they don't let us out of our salon time, so we're just raging. Fucking testosterone. Oh, yeah, bro. <laughs> 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 Oh. All right, man. Well, fuck yeah. So again, bro, inspirational story. I think we'll wrap it up there, brother. Um, man, much Thank appreciation, you. bro, for jumping on like this. Um, if you're ever down in Wainui Omada, man, um, go see the bro Miles um at the library. Uh, go grab yourself, yeah. free, go grab yourself a free pizza from the bro man who'll hook it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, nah, any, thanks, any anything else you'd like to say for the viewers, brother? Oh, no, just hey, I'm, I'm very proud of you too, brother, to see where you've come and where you're going, bro. And um, for all those out there, definitely keep supporting the brother and um, keep following him, watch his movement he's got going on. And um, yeah, thanks for having me, my bro. I appreciate it. So thanks, my G. And yeah, to all the viewers watching, remember that, you know what I mean? You can make that change. You know what I mean? If me and this dude can change, man, fuck any motherfucker can change, bro. Yeah, but sorry, that's start- what we're looking for. Yeah. It all group. starts with you, though, yeah. man. It all starts with you, you know, be your own guru. You know, don't let someone else be a guru. You are you and only you are you. So no yes, one can bro. teach you how to be you. So much love, Miles, love much yeah, respect. Nice. Much love, my bro. And um, I'll definitely yeah. see you down in uh, Wellington soon, my bro. Uh, overdue. Uh.